Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're going to have a conversation with Greg. Greg, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Pleasure to have you. Let's just kick it off. Give us a one word open to start off with. What's that one word that you can share with the audience right now that describes how you are feeling in this moment? Clarity. Love it. I want you to take the next three to five minutes and tell the audience a little bit about your background, who you are, and also about your previous company and, and all that good stuff that you've done. And you know, that way they have a good high level overview of who Greg is and what he did and what he does now. It was up to now. Great. Thanks, Tony. So I, I you know, I, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, really kind of grew up in the, the marketing industry, uh, mostly in retail. And I kind of went through a couple Christmases at retail said, hey, I really don't want to work this hard or this way. Um, and ended up going to graduate school to figure out, you know, how to be a better manager, got a, an MBA and, and moved into management consulting and had a good you know, 20, 25 years coming in and out of consulting. But whenever I left consulting, I became an entrepreneur uh, of sorts. So the first time I left consulting, I, I started up a business as part of a large uh, conglomerate uh, trying to export products from Brazil to the U.S. I uh, had some great successes there and um, you know, just ended up with an opportunity to join another um, company as an entrepreneur that was called California Closets. And we, we, build up, we built California Closets up over a seven-year period and, and bought it at a very low price and sold it. Uh, seven years later for, for a really good exit. And I ended up going back into consulting for a couple decades, mostly in the analytics field. And I got a lot of success and traction around marketing analytics, uh, discovering intangible value, understanding the ability to forecast human behavior. And about 12 years ago, started my own company called Concentric, uh, the URL's Concentric Market, to forecast how a marketplace would actually perform. So if you were selling cars and you were developing a car and some marketing around it, being able to understand how many cars you might sell in a year, two or three years in advance, uh, did things like that for Netflix, did it for Comcast, did it for um, Scripps television networks, did it for Universal Parks and really built a platform that was highly precise in uh, is an enterprise forecasting tool and that company is is what I've been running uh, up until recently. Wow, what a what a pedigree! I love that. <laughs> Thanks. It was I a mean, journey, right? A of, exactly. A lot of reinventions of who I who I was, right? It's really exciting to hear the journey that you've been on, and also you're still up to creating awesome stuff, and you're up to creating a bigger future for yourself and for a lot of others. That's exciting too here and also for me to interview you about this. So moving on to some wins, can you share with us one of the biggest wins that you've ever had? And, you know, so tell us what that was and then tell us what you learned from that win. Yeah. So as part of uh, concentric, one of the uh, applications we made for this forecasting system was managing election forecasting and election media buying. And at one point, um, we own the largest media planning platform for political elections, in, it, it, actually in the world, but certainly it was all in the United States. And we uh, influenced probably about 120 different campaigns uh, and help people win 
based on their ability to meet voter needs, to, to meet societal needs. And I think what made me excited to be an entrepreneur is I was able to link my business to my purpose of trying to make the world fairer, more equitable, and more tied to the utility of society that people wanted. And so to be able to bring candidates to market, bring efficiency to that conversation, bring more equity in terms of voters and, and, and help people get across the finish line and, and change the way, really in a way society worked, probably my proudest achievement um, since I you know, started in business. Awesome. What about the other side of that? You know, failure happens. It is a part of life. Some people like to talk about it. Some people avoid talking about it. But share with us some kind of failure that you experienced in your journey. And also, you know, when you came out on the other side, what did you learn from it? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, that same forecasting system we used for a lot of consumer products and, and really felt that that was the opportunity for the business. And time and time again, we were able to forecast accurately, you know, how a brand was going to perform and how companies should reallocate their resources or their decision making to to better align to the market. And that visibility, I thought that truth, you know, sharing that truth, giving people a, a resource that would help them plan more efficiently. I thought that was enough to scale up a business and really make a difference in the world. And what I found out was that the powers that be, the politics of organizations, the institutional uh, forces of inertia really didn't like the truth. And so to come up with this ability to solve what most people would say was an intractable problem, be so proud of it, be so confident in its uh, uh, effectiveness, and then to have it rejected time and time again, even though the results were there, uh, was probably the, the toughest thing I ever had to face in business. And, and still keep my verve and hope for, for life. So I think sometimes being right isn't just enough, but it is satisfying enough to keep going. Got it. Let's shift gears to thought leadership. I would love to hear your point of view as a thought leader. What, what makes somebody a great thought leader? Yeah, I think having an idea and sticking to it when the world doesn't want you to, right? Uh, I call that integrity, where, where you know you're you're an entrepreneur and, and you're sleeping on a couch and you're staying in friends' home when you go make sales calls in other cities and you're losing uh, social equity with your friends and life is difficult and there's this kind of existential dread around cash flow, but you still believe in an idea. And you stick to it, regardless of what people are saying. To me, that that kind of thought leadership uh, shows up as as an authentic human being who really is trying to make a difference. And I, I think the the journey itself, oftentimes, is the only reward. And for those people who get that big reward and the media celebrates them, it it hides the um, the, the sacrifice and intensity that people have to carry to get that far. And so I think anyone who's willing to commit and lose and, and maybe succeed uh, is a kind of thought leader for me. And, and I so enjoyed being an entrepreneur around entrepreneurs who are who are fighting that fight, working through that struggle. And I really uh, admire anyone who has the integrity to take that on. 
Got it. Thank you. What about company culture? From your point of view, what do you think makes a company have an awesome, you know, what, what do they have to possess at a high level to have an awesome company culture? Yeah, I think um, there's an old saying, you know, the fish rots at the head. And I think certainly the, the CEO has to have a commitment to a kind of enriching, empowering culture. But I think what happens for culture is people lose perspective in the sense that culture only works if the process and the structure and the way in which you develop expertise reinforces the culture. And oftentimes you get this big disconnect between, hey, we say we're doing this, but the reality is we do that. And for culture to work, you have to really think through how do you inform decision-making, job descriptions, compensation, to reinforce the values that underpin the culture so that people live those out. And I think thinking about it more systemically and how you operationalize it is really what makes great culture because I think most people and most CEOs want it but fail to execute against it because they don't think through all the kind of micro agreements you have to have for a culture to be defined and then show up in the real world. That was well put. I really appreciate that because that's going to be eye-opening for a lot of people listening, and especially for me, what you just said. Um, I, that famous saying you just said, I've never heard it before, you know, <laughs> rots of the head, but it's going to stick. That's something once you hear <laughs> You're never going to forget. So <laughs> great. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Well, here we are towards the end. If you could give out, you know, your social handle, if people want to keep up with you to keep, to see what you're up to, to connect with you, how would they go about doing that? Give that out real quick. Yeah. The easiest way is just Greg Silverman, uh, Greg I Silverman on LinkedIn. That's my social media platform. Uh, everything I do runs through there. So I'm not uh, widespread on social media, but I have one consistent place. Awesome. And last thing. So what's that one word you could use right now to close up with? And then we use this word and you choose it. Tell us why you're choosing it. Yeah, it's hopeful, right? Even though there's so many difficult circumstances, so much polarization, I know there's somebody out there sleeping on a couch, flying on a plane, doing something that may invent the thing that turns the clock and the and the momentum in a different direction. And so I really, despite all the struggles I've had, ended up feeling very hopeful about the prospects for, for who we are and, and the world that we live in. Wow, what a strong finish. Greg, thank you so much for taking time to give us your insights, your point of view, and given you know, the opportunity to the audience to learn more about you. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Tony. You're doing a great job for everybody in our community.